I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast, where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. My name is Regina. And I am Christine. We made it to the last episode of this season. How does it feel, Christine? Oh, man. It's like asking how I feel that 2020 is over. <laughs> I don't know. What have we been through? I feel like I've just been like a walking zombie in some sort of sense. Oh, definitely. I'm glad that we're recording this episode in 2021 because I think that it gives us that like hindsight 2020. We can have a proper reflection of everything that happened in the past year. But it also kind of feels like a renewed slate. Although, I don't know, we're recording this in the first full week of January and, you know, mm. the terrorists just attacked the Capitol. So I don't know if that renewed <laughs> sense is still around. <laughs> Even though we know just because it's 2021 now doesn't mean that all our problems from 2020 has gone away or anything mm-hmm. has really, truly changed. But you still have that new energy and hope, right? That comes with the new mm-hmm. year. But then it's like yeah. another reminder that not everything is wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow for us to be mm-hmm. like, oh, moving forward, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows now. But I think that is at least from what we're going to talk about today and wrapping up just this past year, as well as season four, is just the takeaway that that's just what life is. Like, not Mm -hmm. everything's going to be clear cut. I'm healed now. Everything's perfect. (laughs) Oh my God, I finally made it. That's just what life Mm -hmm. is. But I think it shines a lot of light to the potential areas of growth and how we want to be better moving forward and Mm. just real true growth, not just superficial surface level, like let's skim through it, let's get past it. Yeah, for sure. I think 2020 really forced us to look at ourselves. (laughs) Like, you know, I remember this analogy of people being like, oh yeah, have you ever really like taken a look at yourself? You know, when you're in the morning, you just like look in the mirror because usually you're like busy, like brushing your teeth and, you know, putting on your makeup or washing your face and doing skincare or whatever. Like you don't really like really take it all in. And I feel like 2020 really forced us to do that because... Are you saying 2020 is just our unwashed faces right in the morning? Our hair is all crazy. <laughs> slobber, <laughs> like dried slobber on your face, like eye boogies. Yes, that is that is what 2020, 2020 image. <laughs> exactly. Because I feel like we were just stripped from all of the Mm. things that we usually have. That's like the frills and the, you know, the glitz and the glamour and the glitter and things like that, that we can usually be like, oh, I look really terrible right now. But like, haha, here's some glitter to, you know, make myself look more presentable than, you know, how I actually feel inside. Here's the Instagram filter. Exactly. Exactly. The Instagram filter. So I feel like 2020, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, most days I was like, I don't want to wash my hair. I like barely want to wash my face. Like I just felt very blah, a lot of 2020. And I think I also spent a lot of time by myself in 2020, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure a lot of you guys have as well, where we're just like alone with our thoughts, with this impending doom of the virus, the president, (laughs) BLM, just like all of these things that wouldn't stop happening. That was the most intense year of my life thus far. 2021, please do not try to trump (laughs) 2020. 
I had to take a deep breath just to process, just to breathe out (laughs) everything that you just said. But also on the flip side, it's like, yeah, we went through that. And I mean, we're still here, Mm -hmm. though it came at a great cost because, I mean, really looking at it, there's a lot of people that didn't make it from 2020. Mm-hmm. And I think from that, learning how our conscious choices or even unconscious choices affect other people. Yeah. 2020, there's no hiding from it. There's a lot of people that are still in denial about, well, this is my life. I don't care how you live your life. I don't care mm-hmm. how it affects you. But I think we do that in ways that we can't, there's no tangible form. Like this is directly life or death. But mm-hmm. in our day to day, whether it's during pandemic time or not, obviously how we walk around in the world affect other people. Mm -hmm. And just being more conscious of that is what I also picked up on from this year. But yeah, that's like the goal, not the goal. There's no goal. This this episode (laughs) is just like Regina actually brought up. She's like, you know, maybe we could just have more free flowing conversation. And this is one of the first episodes for me that I still wrote stuff down, but very, very just (laughs) general senses of takeaways of 2020. So I feel like this is just a good release for us in Mm. what we've been through. So do you want to start us off? Do you want to start with 2020 or do you want to start from just from a pit perspective of season four? Yeah, I can do both. I think with season four, this was our first season where we were assigned with an agency obligated to create episodes. And I think for Christine and I, it was a completely new experience. Like I think that before it was like, okay, we want to release X amount of episodes, but you know, if we skip a week or, you know, if we make it up another week, like it's okay, there's wiggle room. But I think this year we were bound by a schedule and it was both good and bad. I think it was really great because I think it forced us to have discipline in ways that we kind of would like otherwise have let ourselves like maybe slide by a little bit more. And it also allowed us to have this incredible team who was helping us build our social, you know, three wonderful women, Asia, Angelica, and Ramona, who really were able to help us solidify the process of creating episodes, editing it. And then each of these women are so incredible in the way that they understand understand the PIP message and like embrace it. And there were so many times where, you know, Christine and I like didn't even really have to give that much, like we gave guidance, but I think that there are other times where they would just take off. They knew what they were doing and they knew what that message was. And, you know, I think that was an incredible experience. And I think in so many ways, like we were able to grow PIP, which is really, really amazing. But I also think that, you know, the pandemic did hit us pretty hard, like because people weren't commuting as much and people weren't, you know, in that habit of listening to podcasts at homes, like we saw up and down of our listenership throughout the whole year. And I think that was a really good learning lesson for us because I think that it allowed us to see the podcast a little bit more from a business perspective. And I think that we were able to learn and grow a lot from that. But I think kind of going into 2021 now, we're also realizing that like, you know, as much as we love PIP, PIP is still a side project for us. And I think that that's okay to admit that. I think that for so long, I was like worried, like, no, 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 like I need PIP to be super successful. And I need, you know, my own personal, like at last to be super successful. I need everything to be super successful. Otherwise, like, what am I even doing? And I think 
think that I put so much pressure on myself and, you know, the voices inside my head were just like gnawing at me. Like, yeah, you can't do anything right. You know, all those spiraling thoughts that we have about ourselves now going into 2021 has really forced me. Well, not forced. I like to say allowed, (laughs) allowed me to really see things for what they are and accept them in that way. That sometimes we have the tendency to have like expectations of what we need something to be in order for us to be fulfilled. And when things fall short of that, you feel so awful about it. But I think 2020 has really allowed me to just take things as they are and really appreciate things for what they are. Like I tend to forget that, you know, when you're thinking about numbers and all those things all the time, like each number represents one of you guys listening Mm -hmm. to us week after week. And I don't know, I just get this overwhelming sense of gratitude when I just think about the fact that there are so many of you who connect with what we're saying and our messages resonate with you. And that makes us feel so warm and fuzzy and all of those things and happy that, you know, we're able to have this platform where we can share so openly and honestly, and you guys accept us so openly and honestly. And, you know, we love it when you guys are able to give us feedback and say like, Hey, you know, that episode about XYZ, like, Oh, one way that we get a lot of comments on is the intergenerational trauma one. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you'll be like, oh, you know, my parents, I've noticed this pattern and, you know, now I'm trying to fix it and work on myself. And I love that we have been able to build this community of individuals who are all working on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And no matter what that looks like to you, like, you know, today it could be a self-care day. Tomorrow could be a hustle day. Like whatever it is, it's so inspiring seeing that. And I think 2020 when we were just stuck in our homes all day, I think it really allowed me to focus on the things that truly matter. And yeah, I think that that's what it just reminded me of, like why we started PIP in the first place and what it truly means to us and the community that we've built. Yeah. Ooh, I felt that where obviously being your partner in crime through us building (laughs) PIP, obviously that resonates on a deep level because I knew I was going to go there, but like, oh my God, Pixar soul. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> It only took about 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like my favorite thing ever where this is kind of a spoiler. I don't know. If you haven't watched it, maybe then don't listen <laughs> to what I have to say. <laughs> maybe but, skip forward a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but the quote where Dorothea says that example of the fish asking the older fish, hey, how do I get to the ocean? And then the older fish is like, you mean what you're in now? Water? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like reminding yourself of like what the freaking intention was. Why are Mm -hmm. you doing the thing that you're doing in the first place? We get wrapped up in like the lingo of it or what we think it should feel like or what we're aiming for that we lose focus that we're already in it. Mm -hmm. It's what you make of it. You know, we Mm -hmm. just repackaged it into what we think it should be when really whether you say the ocean or water is the same freaking thing. It's Mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a great reminder of what you just said of reminding ourselves and myself, especially that the thing that started off why we created this in the first place has been the journey that we've been on that has been always constantly there to remind me that it's been there. I don't know Mm -hmm. what I was trying to aim for because I think it's Mm -hmm. the programmed and the conditioning of numbers. Are you making money off of this? All the things that we're taught to be like, if you're spending time doing this and effort doing it, what's the outcome? You know, what can you show to people that proves that this is a success? based off of what other people say and even what I chose to believe. But Mm -hmm. when I've gone through our journey, it's like what Regina has said so often is like we started off with just me and her talking, sharing 
our feelings and growing our friendship. This is really about me and Regina staying connected while she was in New York and then mm-hmm. me here in LA and us just continuing the conversation, but sharing that with other people. If other people resonated with it, great. But that was never really the full intention. It wasn't like, oh, that's like build up this listenership. I think subconsciously we're hoping that that would be great if we grew this into a business. But then through our own journey through PIP, through the listeners that have stuck by with us. I was just thinking about this two years ago, which is crazy. Two years ago, me and Regina got into a huge fight that almost broke our friendship. And where we are right now, you know, it's like our friendship has grown even deeper. And the conversations that we've had on the episode and even together has reflected the growth in that, the recognition in that, where we thought the ocean, the ocean, you know, like we're building a business together, (laughs) me, us being partners, it's only going to be better and momentous. And these are the measures and standards that we had to reach in order to achieve that. Because, you know, it's like if we showcase how good friends we are, when behind the scenes we're fighting like crazy, it doesn't matter as long as we show what's shiny. But understanding that, wow, what we've walked out of, especially through 2020, the consistency that has been so hard. It's really been hard because mm-hmm, we are the, mm-hmm. me and Regina are so those type of creatives where or people that it's like, when we don't feel like doing it, then we don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So then we'll give our, yeah. ourselves every excuse in the book to be like, oh, it's okay. Well, we don't do that. We don't do that. Right? But I'll tell you. And then the, if the other person is okay with it too, we'll be like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just slide. <laughs> right, right. But through 2020, given one of the most difficult motivational standpoints, we had to find that balance of creating when we had no motivation to talk about it. But then how can we come from a place that is authentic to us of what we're feeling at the time? I'll say this, even though it sounds like these episodes maybe through 2020 felt like they were forced, they weren't. Because that's mm-hmm. the stuff that through our growth and introspection and as people and friends encouraging one another, we're able to pivot in a place of even though external circumstances and maybe internally we don't feel like we want to do it, but then understanding, let's go in deeper to pull in the motivation Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. authentic to us at the time. So I I definitely resonate with what you said about 2020 and even through your own growth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that through the ups and downs of 2020, like I am really grateful that that was the year that we had to have that consistency because then I think that it allowed us to also step back and reflect. I mean, you know, we always joke that every time we record, it ends up being like an extra like hour and a half, two hours, just because we're like catching up beforehand and we're like, wait, 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 okay, we need to get to work. And then we'll like work. And then afterwards we'll be like, okay, but then like, let's talk about the, all these other things. And I feel like it was like a good check-in because I think throughout the year, we were able to unpack a lot of emotions that we were feeling. We were able to like host, sometimes I forget, like we were able to host a Google meet with a lot of you guys where we were really able to openly talk about BLM and our feelings surrounding it and just our emotions and, you know, what are items that we can potentially take and, you know, what are the conversations that we can continuously have? And I think that in 2020, because we were already so isolated because of the pandemic, like it was so nice to have this community to rely on. And yeah, it just really reminded us like we are in the ocean. We're exactly where we said that we want it to be. We have the tendency to just forget that and just look at that golden light at the end of the tunnel. And we're like, okay, but I'm swimming towards that. That's what I want. That's what I want. That you forget that you're already in the ocean that is bringing you there. So yeah, I think 
to wrap up 2020 on like a nice note, because I think if we were to end it on a bad note, like that would be, you know, a five hour podcast. But I think the lessons that we were able to learn from it are very, very valuable. And I hope that I can continue to remember to carry that even hopefully as life continues to, you know, go back to some sort of normalcy by the end of this year, I'm hoping for, who knows? But yeah, just to keep those lessons in mind and just to remind myself and ourselves that we're in the ocean right now. And a lot of what we have today, a lot of what we have right now is what we asked for so, so many years ago. Right, right. I think for me personally, coming into 2021, you know how, like I've said at the beginning of the year, I come up with like a word or a theme mm-hmm. and I share this on my Instagram, but it's like, my word is light. Like mm-hmm. I want to feel light. I want to be light. I want to give light. I'm going to move back to the beach and be in light. Mm-hmm. Therefore, wherever I go, whatever decisions that come up, whether this year or however that I encounter things. I can bring myself to this theme, this word and be like, is this helping me live this word light? Or if it's not, then what are the areas of growth that is to be explored here? Instead of looking at it like I'm such a failure, this is not working out the way that I thought, etc. It's like really what 2020 and coming into 2021 has shown me is that accepting the stage of my journey and growth where I am now. Because I Mm -hmm. like to believe that, okay, not working on myself, I shouldn't get triggered by these things or I shouldn't get mad or I shouldn't react that way. But then I do. And so where I'm in right now is like when I catch myself being aware of that, I'm like, it's okay. That's where you are. You're actually at a place where you're aware that you're being triggered right now. Mm -hmm. I was telling my brother this. It's like, it takes 10 steps right now for me to get to a point where I can walk myself through like, okay, so is this helping me be a light, feel light Mm. versus maybe before I wouldn't even get to that point. And that's okay. Mm. That's just part of my journey. And maybe with practice and with time, instead of 10 steps, it gets to five steps. Mm -hmm, And this mm -hmm. understanding that growth is not linear. There's maybe that Asian mentality of like, you got it or you don't. Your Mm -hmm. success or your failure. And you only get one shot at it. And it's all bullshit, you know? That's just not how it works if you really want to build sustainability. So when we talk about stuff like understanding that you're already in the ocean or appreciating what you have, gratitude, or getting better with your relationships, that's not just something like a click of a switch. Because if that's the case, then you're never going to get it right. Because there's always going to yeah. be something that's going to trigger. We think 2020 is bad. I mean, I don't want to end it on that note where like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, 22 is doomsday. But, you know, who knows? I think that's what 2020 has really taught us. A lot mm-hmm. of the things that have already been there underlying, the grass has been burnt to the ground and you can no longer hide from it. This is nothing new. I think what's triggering about it is that you realize, oh shit, it's always been there. What do I want to do about it? Yeah. And I think too, in 2020, like... I know that this is how I felt a lot, which was like, oh, I didn't even grow. Which is total bullshit. Yeah, it's total bullshit. You know, like how you're saying, like, why am I still getting triggered? Like, of course you're getting triggered. But again, as you said, you're self-aware of that now. And I think that in 2020, a lot of us lost jobs. A lot of us pivoted jobs. A lot of us changed a lot of things. And a lot of things also didn't change. And I think that one, we need to be kinder to ourselves. And two, I think if you really, really think about it, like think about who you were this time a year ago, right? 
one, ah, peacefully oblivious to what was to come. (laughs) But the fact that like for me, I realized that there were a lot of projects that I started in 2020 that I either didn't complete or maybe did not upkeep or, you know, maybe it didn't pan out in the way that I wanted it to. But I also think that I gained another layer of self-awareness. And I think that that in itself is growth that cannot be overlooked. And I think that even though like oh, podcast numbers may not be as high as I want or like sales for at last are not where they want them to be. But at the end of the day, like if I look at the grand scheme of things, like there is still so much that I did. Like I remember I did like a life audit with one of my friends this week. And, you know, when we were got to the point where I had to like rate like, oh, how do I feel about my career and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. On a scale of one to 10, I feel like like a five or a six, honestly, like I'm not feeling too hot about it. She's like, but why? Like you launched your clothing line, Pip, you released episodes consistently. Like, how do you not feel good about that? I'm grateful for those reminders from people around me because I think that I have the tendency to forget and overlook because I'm so focused on like, okay, what do I need to do next? What do I need to do next? That I forget about the things that I did do. And so I think 2021 has really allowed me to see the good in 2020. And I'm grateful that I'm in a position where I can see the good in it. I know a lot of people are just like, no, that was just a terrible, terrible year. And there was nothing good of it. And, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Regina here. It's a new year. And even though not much has changed, I definitely feel a huge shift in energy within myself and my purpose. I've been on a super productive streak, getting stuff done, reaching out to friends and getting my life back on track. And it's times like these that I'm super grateful for my BetterHelp counselor who helps me evaluate my habits and prevent burnout. Whether you're in a great mood or an awful one, checking in with your online counselor is always productive towards your mental health. If you're interested in learning more about online counseling, head to betterhelp.com slash pip to take a short quiz to assess your needs. You'll be paired with a licensed professional within 24 hours. They have counselors that focus on depression, anger, stress, anxiety, trauma, and anything that you share is confidential. BetterHelp is a wonderful platform that provides affordable care worldwide from the comfort of your own home. We want you to start living a happier, healthier life today. So be sure to visit betterhelp.com slash pip to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pip, P-I-P. Signing up for BetterHelp using our code helps out our podcast immensely, and we are so happy to hear that you're loving their services. Take care of yourselves and stay healthy, Pip fam, from the inside out. For me, looking back at 2020, it just really, really solidified the foundation, I think, for me to kind of launch off of in 2021. And I love, Christine, your like theme of light. I think especially coming off of the year that we just had, like that is such a wonderful intention to have going into the new year. I think for me, what I would really like 2021 to be is just for me to leave my past fears behind and just try. Like, I think that if I really rationally think about it, yes, I am fearful, but I think that in 2020 specifically too, I let fear dictate too much of my life. And I think in the past, this is like a consistent theme, not just 2020, but like, I think there are a lot of opportunities where I, like even on this podcast, if we have, you know, a really, really eloquent speaker as a guest, I kind of tense up and I'm like, oh, 
let me let that person speak and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I psych myself out. And I think I psych myself out in way too many ways that are interfering with my dreams. And I don't want to let that happen anymore. And so that is what my 2021 intentions are. Really just allowing myself to put myself out there and allowing myself to make mistakes. If I really think about it, like I have never really like fell on my ass, like rock bottom Mm. failed, even though I might have felt that way. I think that I've always had a safety net, which is good and bad. Like, I think it was good in the sense that like, okay, I didn't make any like terrible mistakes where I like really hurt myself or hurt someone else. And I, you know, can't turn around that situation. But I also think that that safety net has prevented me from reaching my fullest potential. And I'm tired of letting that get in the way. So yeah, I think just after the eval of, you know, what 2020 was like, I do think that it set the foundation for me to hit the ground running in 2021. And I'm excited to do that, you know, whether it's with at last, whether it's with this podcast, like I think that there are just so many things that I want to do and I want to allow myself that opportunity to do it, whether or not I fail. Like, I think that's the thing about life. Like, you know, everything that we say that we want to try to do, even though we say like, I'm going to make YouTube videos, but you know, like it's okay if nobody watches, but like we do want people to watch. Right. And I think letting go of those expectations is definitely step one, but I just really want to allow myself to be myself. And I think I haven't felt that way in a minute or two. So yeah, I think that's kind of what I want 2021 to be. Yeah. Ooh, getting to know you, to hear you say that as like your friend and so openly and so raw and real about it, again, says so much on your growth and how much work it's taken you to even get to this point of understanding the difference, you know, of saying you let fear hold you back versus mm-hmm. before it was just a reactive thing. You're like, what do you mean? Of course I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part where, especially being Asian, we're on this like beginning path of understanding mental health and what it means to us and our culture and given our families and everything like that. It's a self-discovery period of like, what does this mean? And giving mm-hmm. ourselves credit in things that we were conditioned and programmed to be like, that's nothing. What do you mean? If anything, us talking about it right now, Mm -hmm. somebody's mom or my mom or whoever's mom, you know, it's like, are you serious? Like, get over it. You know, like, are you guys spending time doing this? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So of course we have that in in our heads. That's something that as Asians, recognizing that is a legit hurdle or challenge that we face that maybe some other races don't. And that's why they can just lean into, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to skydive without any like parachute Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay Mm -hmm. because they didn't grow up with the same conditions conditions and yeah, and parameters or values as we have. Mm So because we weren't taught that, we have to reparent ourselves. Yes. Giving ourselves permission, giving ourselves credit. Yes, definitely. Because I think that too with, I know that at least with my parents, like they've always taught me to play it safe and to think Mm -hmm. inside the box. When I grew up in a society that values people who think outside of the box. And that was such an internal struggle. Like, oh no, I should keep quiet and follow the rules and, you know, not upset anyone. And yet I have this society that is like, no, stand up for yourself and like, say how you feel and da, 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 da. 
I think that there's beauty in both. I really do. And I think that that is one of the most beautiful things about being Asian American, where you can find that balance between both, where you're like, yes, I am my own individual, but I can also think about others. Like, I think that especially in this pandemic, I see a lot of my Asian American friends who are taking this very seriously because they understand how their actions can affect other people. And I think that that's wonderful. Because I do think that America is a very individualistic society that has the tendency where it's just like, okay, well, if this benefits me, then I'm going to go do it. I think it's finding the balance between the two. And I think that is one of the reasons why I love being Asian American, because we can see things from those different perspectives. But, you know, there also comes a lot of like hindrances, kind of what Christine was saying, which is like the implications that our parents put on us at a very young age that we carry on into adulthood. And I, I do think that our 20s, especially for me, as I'm about to turn 30 this year, it's a lot of those cocoon moments where it's like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. This is not Mm -hmm. me. But then I also have the parameters of the cocoon kind of like keeping me warm and comfortable. So I'm like, okay, but this is kind of nice. But no, I want to get out, you know? Right. So I'm hoping that, you know, this new year, I do feel like a renewed spirit and maybe I am naive, (laughs) especially with the events that have happened this week. But I do feel excited again. And I think that I haven't felt this excitement for a long time. And I think it begins with ourselves, acknowledging the growth that we've had, acknowledging, you know, what we were able to accomplish. Maybe, you know, instead of reaching a five, you got to a four or a three, like that's still improvement from the zero that you started at. And I think that, acknowledging that, embracing that, being okay with it. I love what you said, like growth is not linear. There's going to be days where you feel like a a hundred and days where you feel like a 30, but that doesn't mean that that 30 isn't like higher than where you started. And also somebody else's 30 is different from your 30. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's just recognizing that. I think just we've been brought up to think that everybody is the same and that if someone is like doing better than you, it's because they're better you know Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, like that's mm -hmm. it you suck and you failed at it so it makes sense why as adults we carry that over into all or nothing mentality and when we hit kind of what we feel is nothing again looking at it from where we are as adults now and looking at examples and evidence in our journey that we have overcome instead of looking at life like oh man woe is me I suck this is so unfair is shifting that perspective of these challenges that I've had to face and continue to face do not define me as an I mm-hmm. am a failure, but more so that it's helping me build that growth. It's meant for me so I can learn and see for myself how I live in alignment. What speaks to me is not going to speak to Regina. And even if it's the smallest, slightest little difference, it's still a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. having that shift of life is working for you Growing up, it's like, I don't like that vegetable. I don't like it. I have to eat it. Michael's not eating it. He gets to eat candy. <laughs> but actually, the vegetable is good for you. Mm-hmm. It's just reshifting that where you don't have to have it all figured out. That's not the point. You are already in the ocean looking at what you have built yourself. And are you being present and intentional to understand and feel it for what it mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. And that's where I am right now in 2021, where I think 2020, I just numbed out a lot. Mm, Like it's just mm -hmm. so much coming at myself that I just realized that what I needed 
and being okay with that, that it was just to zone out, you know, it was too much. But now mm-hmm. I think going into 2021, I want to be present and intentional. And mm-hmm. I've been actually starting off every day, which is not a novel thing, but really just meditation, mm-hmm. guided meditation and the visualization that comes with helping you really reach in and breathe and even recognizing what you put your body through, what's things that we don't even think about. It's like, yeah, it helps ground me so much. And when I look back, I actually share this with Regina where, you know, going off of Regina saying the fear of starting something or giving yourself the chance to do something that you might be afraid of. I actually, looking back in my time of what's got me to this point of what I just created Asian Soul Care with two of my friends, Mm. Christina and Serena, it's like before, if even if you ask me, Christine, like, you know, two years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, okay, so then we have to get to this point. Everything has to be perfect. If it's not like this, then really putting myself down throughout the process and not enjoying it. Like it's been a practice because I started that through even XOXO Christine, the show on Wang Fu, or even being at Wang Fu, you know, taking the chance mm-hmm, to be at a company mm-hmm. where I mean, Regina knows from the outside, everyone's like, wow, you guys are so lucky to work at Wang Fu. But when you actually looked at it from our parents' perspective, it's like, what are you doing? What's a YouTube channel? Are oh you, do you have health benefits from that? How much are you getting paid? <laughs> mm-hmm. What is your title? Is this guaranteed? Like all of that, it came with the voices of from the outside, it looked beautiful and glittery, but then from the inside, those were all internal battles. Yeah. And doing enough of that, we're starting this podcast with Regina, starting my own life coaching business. Similar triggers still came up, but because I've continued to try to do it and see what I can learn from it, again, it was not crystal clear. It's like now I can see this through hindsight that now creating Asian soul care, I'm not scared. It was a no brainer. For me, it was like, yeah, mm. I've always wanted to do this. I have instinct and a feeling that I want to create this with the intention of another way to learn and grow with the people that want to connect with other people. I'm in the ocean. Mm, and that's that's just yeah. what it is. Whatever it becomes will be what it becomes. And honestly, that's mm-hmm. where it's brought me to where I am now, where I'm actually, yeah, recognizing myself that I started a life coaching business that I've been able to be financially independent from when versus two years before, I honestly I was on my last $200 and I didn't know every internal critic and voice of failure being in depression was weighing down. Like I felt like I was barely treading to survive. You know what I mean? And hey, I've come out of that, Mm -hmm. but also never taking for granted that even through the depression, it was for me to Mm -hmm. learn and grow. Oh, that's so beautiful. Building step-by-step. It's all a practice, intentional. Feel that you are in the ocean right now. What can you do with what you have? And from Mm -hmm. that, you can only water that part of your garden that will grow bit by bit. And you'll see the flowers, the roses that come from it. If you're concentrating always on the thorns that come with the roses, then you're kind of missing out on like the beauty that's already in front of you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. And I do agree. I think it takes a lot of trial and error, but I think that at the end of the day, it's so long as you try, yes. right? Like with your life coaching business, with my clothing line, like if we didn't try, we wouldn't know what it would look like. And I think that there were so many times well, I'm sure you felt like that too, where I was like, mm-hmm. who's going to buy my clothes? Who's going to sign up for my life coaching business? And I think that that's when the inner critics start attacking. But I think that it doesn't matter 
as long as you start it, as long as you try it, even with this podcast, like, I think this is the prime example. We were, again, just wanted to create content because we were like, hey, these are conversations that we really enjoy having. Let's share it with the world. And it's led us to all of you. And I think that if we didn't try, if we didn't figure out this recording, you know, remotely thing, like we wouldn't be where we are today. And I think that those are the little bits of growth that we don't see because we're always so focused on looking ahead. But I do think that you have to look back in order to be like, okay, let's reassess like what works, what doesn't. But at the end of the day, what matters most is trying. And I hate to like use (laughs) Nike's just do it, but (laughs) just do it. (laughs) Like, I feel like this is a new chapter. This is a new year. And I know that we all feel kind of like a renewed sense of, you know, hope and excitement around this time of year. But I think that this can be at any point in your life where you're like, I feel stagnant. I feel stuck. What would help you get out of it? What would help change your mentality? Is it it doesn't even have to be, you know, content creation. Cause I know that we focus a lot of our talks around that, but it could be like, Hey, I want to start that book. I want to start this hobby. Like I feel like in 2020, I was really inspired by like Christine and her crafts and all of those mm-hmm. things. And I started finding my own DIY projects and things like that. Like it can be anything in your life that is like a little bit of a change of pace. And I think that that's also like the beauty in it too, right? Like you can just try. And if you don't like it, like I tried embroidery and I was like, wow, this is terrible. (laughs) And that's okay. Like it's okay to try and quote unquote, like fail. But as long as you're always willing to pivot, that is where the growth will come. Yeah. Yes. I will tell you as a life coach, what I really learned for myself and also what I help my clients with is breaking down goals into small bite-sized pieces, Yeah, but that you're always somewhat moving forward towards your overall goal and getting clarity as to why that is even your goal to begin with. Why are you mm-hmm. doing that? Because if it doesn't come from a true place of personal motivation that's alignment with who you are and what you're trying to accomplish, then it's easy for you to feel like, what's the point? What am I doing? Oh my God. You know, because it's not Mm -hmm. even for you at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. So that makes a big difference. Understanding that goals can be adjusted, how you approach your strategy can be adjusted. If anything, when things don't turn out the way that you thought, I don't like to use it as failure because it's not failing. It's just gathering data points as to what didn't work. And you look Mm -hmm. at big companies, people that have persevered and all that. It's all because they learned from their mistakes or what didn't work, understood why and readjusted again and again and again. You know, when they talk about inventions or like, who is it? Edison with the light bulb. Like how many, I forgot. It was like thousands of different iterations of trying to get the light. And it only takes that one, right? But it wasn't like the first time he got the light bulb. It's because he gathered data of what didn't work. And then you're able to understand. And through that process, you're gaining wisdom. You're learning Mm -hmm. the craft. You can really pull from a place of knowledge and understanding and giving yourself credit that that was hard earned. So that in itself, even if you walked away, never inventing the light bulb, you're like, I have a better understanding of what electricity (laughs) is more than I did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing I'm trying to get better at is acknowledging those little wins Mm -hmm. and being like, hey, You know, even if you don't feel like that win is getting you to that bigger picture of like what you imagine yourself doing, it's still a win. And I think acknowledging that, being proud of that, I think that's the kindness that we need to give to ourselves moving into 2021. Right, right. And then when you have the motivation, it's also discipline and hard work comes with it regardless. 
Yes, I think that's the part sure. where if you're talking about like things that are sustainable, it comes with hard work. You can't shortcut it. Yeah. It's just what it is. And maybe that's the old school traditional me in it. But I just really feel like if you're really going to get substance out of anything, it does come from hard work. Definitely. And this can also be applied to like your hobbies and crafts, right? Like one of the things that I realize is there are a lot of things that I want to do, but if I don't set aside that like discipline to be like Sunday afternoons, like I'm going to journal and then do a craft that I've been putting off, like I'm never going to do it because if I don't set aside that time, like time just passes by so quickly. And I think a lot of us will also resonate with this where 2020 time just like went by and I don't even know what I did, but Mm -hmm. it just went by and then it was the end of the year. You know, being more intentional with your actions of like, hey, if I want to start a hobby, like every night before bed or every morning when I get up, like setting aside a time with that discipline to try it and then evaluating, you know, it may not be your thing. It might be the thing that you've been looking for. You won't know unless you give yourself that opportunity. And in 2021, I hope each and every single one of you give yourselves the opportunity to try something new, revisit something that you've always loved. Yeah. 2021 is a new chapter and I think it's okay to try. (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and that will help build confidence and trust within yourself which is ingredients necessary for you to live in your truth live in alignment so wherever you are in life however old you are you can always come back to that to ground you in that you are in the ocean your spark moments it's your life is now you know whether the world is burning and crashing which obviously can affect (laughs) how you feel which is totally valid but then you're in tune with you Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. why I always say it always starts internally that energy affects the people around you if you're pushing and you're not feeling good other people feel that automatically authenticity Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable takes work yeah if you don't feel that way that being vulnerable is easy for you that's normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's absolutely (laughs) normal but I'll tell you and probably Regina can say the same like there's nothing else like it there's freedom Mm -hmm. in that liberation in that once you try it you can never go back you know I think that there's just like a level of understanding that you build in vulnerability that you can't, I'm going to make it sound like drugs too, it's a high (laughs) that you can't get elsewhere. Whether it's, you know, vulnerability with a person that you trust, whether it's vulnerability with yourself, I actually think that there's a lot of vulnerability that you can share with yourself. Like, especially in a society where you're taught to like suppress so much when you really allow yourself to be like, hey, today I feel like shit. And that's okay, you know, but you doing the work to be like, why do I feel like shit? How do I not feel like shit in the future? Like that's the growth that's up to you. Mm -hmm. And I definitely had so many days in 2020 where it's like, I just, I can't, I like, I really can't. And that's okay. That's okay. That's, that's all part of the growth process. Those are the days where, you know, you can look back on, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm glad I let myself take a nap. I'm glad I let myself kind of take a rest for that day because we need to give ourselves that self-care to recuperate so that we can be our better selves the following days and the following weeks and months. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for 2021. It feels like at least for me, I feel like the energy has shifted a lot. Yeah. And I'm happy about it. I can tell. I can tell. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that concludes season four. That's crazy. This is the longest season that we've had, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's definitely the longest season. And if you really look back at it, we've had this podcast since 2017. This is our fourth 
year having this podcast. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like a four-year-old child that you and I birthed. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) They're in kindergarten now. So much has happened. I know. And you know what? Bringing it back to what Regina started off with, we are so honored and never take it for granted that you guys have endless things to do with your time, but you choose to spend it with us wherever you guys are in your journey. However you grow in 2021 and beyond, just know that here at Perfectly Imperfect, Regina and I are always rooting for you and cheering you on and that you're never alone. We always say that you're never alone. It may feel like it, but trust in yourself. Trust in life. It's guiding you where you need to go and trust in the process. Yeah. Yay. Such a wonderful way to end season four and kickstart what 2021 is going to be. Yes. So looking into the future of PIP, we are going to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) We are very tired. (laughs) Yes. But if you want, keep up with us through our Instagram at perfectly.imperfect.podcast or our individual Instagrams. Mine is XOXO Christine Chen. Regina's is... Regina.fang. I never know if you have a dot in there because I think your Twitter does have a dot, right? Or some, some Yeah, of my Twitter. I started my Twitter early enough where I didn't need the dot, but <sighs> Instagram, I needed the dot. You needed the dot. <laughs> I know, Regina, you also post on TikTok so people can follow I you do. there. Is there a I dot do. there? This, yes, there's also a dot there. It's also <laughs> Regina.fang. And I am trying to revamp my TikTok content as well. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Follow me on there. And it also sounds like you're going to be creating some YouTube videos. So really Mm -hmm. excited about that. So yeah, that's all the ways that you can keep up with us. We'll post all the links down below. If you want to stay connected with more talks about self-growth and all of that, feel free to join at Asian Soul Care, where we have a Facebook group and we're posting every week and all that. So yeah, all these different ways to keep connected. And during our time off, actually, something that Christine and I have been really wanting to do, especially while we're not able to connect in person, is to host virtual talks and things like that. So if you're interested in having us speak at your school, feel free to email us at the perfectly imperfect podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And again, we'll link that down below. And another way that you can help us in terms of, you know, future content that we're developing or future episodes is to leave a review, rate us on iTunes, or just DM us with feedback. We always love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Yay. And so wraps another season of Perfectly Imperfect. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah, the stars so moving.